and share a screen. Okay, so do you have my slide there? Okay, cool. Hmm. Om Magyana Timirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militang Jaina Tasmai Shri Gurave Nama Mukankaroti Vachalam Pangum Langhayate Girim Jatkripa Tamahang Bande Shri Gurun Dinatarnam Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtang Stapitang Yena Bhutale Swayang Rupa Kadamahyang Dadati Swapadantikam Vancha kalpa tarubhyas chakrapa sandhobhya evacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavibhyo namo namaha. Uh-oh. Um, am I still here? Yeah. Oh, okay, because I just got a little thing that said I've been signed out of something, and I don't know. I, I'm not sure what it was. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Um, first thing, uh, I want to thank everybody for their um, indulgence um, and patience. Uh, apologize for uh, missing the other day, which uh, necessitates um, our meeting today. I hope that didn't have anything to do with the brevity of Shamananda's um, presentation. I felt like we were just starting to get going there. Um, and, um, and also for your patience for uh, having to watch Grandpa go through all this stuff here. Um, today is our last presentation on Shadunagati. Somehow or other I had miscalculated in a couple of ways. One, I had forgotten that uh, next Tuesday uh, is Nusinga Chaturdashi, so um, I had forgotten that uh, uh, I wouldn't have that uh, um, that uh, that Tuesday to do a wrap-up session. Um, so I had to kind of recalculate a whole bunch of things. So, um, the last uh, of the angas, as Bhaktivinoda Thakur, uh, no, as as the uh, verse that we uh, get these from, is uh, uh, karpanya or uh, humility. So, um, slideshow is supposed to play. Okay, that's better. So. Um, our core verse again is Anukulyasya Sankalpa Pratikulyasya Varjanam Rakshishyatiti Vishwasa Goptrutve Varanam Tata Atmanikshepa Karpanye Shadvida Sharanagati. So these six things are the aspects of um, taking shelter of the Lord um, that are, are discussed by our Acharyas uh, Anukulyasya Sankalpa and Pratikulyasya Varjanam. Um, these two together are a sort of sankalpa or vrata. This is my expression of my determination um, to take um, to take shelter of uh, the Lord. Um, so I will 
um, embrace those things that are favorable to the culture of bhakti and neglect or reject those things um, which aren't, which run counter um, to cultivating bhakti. Titi Vishvasa. Vishvasa means conviction. Um, so this conviction that Krishna will always uh, protect me, uh, that I will always be under um, his guardianship. And based on that, um, so that means um, accepting him, submitting myself to him um, as his ward. Um, I'm completely dependent on him for everything, including my maintenance. And then last time we discussed Atmanikshepa or Atmanivedana or Atmasamarpana, which means uh, here it's translated as full self-surrender, but what it means is completely rejecting all conventional senses of, um, of myself. Um, Srila Prabhupada sometimes puts it, um, having no interest other um, than the Lord's interest. Uh, my life's not about me um, anymore. Uh, this is something that um, uh, I've particularly had to grapple with um, over the last few years, partly just being uh, getting old, um, but also um, uh, having accepted the sannyas ashram. Um, sannyas is all about uh, the core of, of sannyas is dedication of um, our body, thoughts, and speech, and um, our very self to the service of the Lord. So uh, my life's not about me anymore. It's about um, that. Even to the extent that you know that I uh, w was probably accustomed to thinking, but I have to understand that my life now is all about service of this guardian or to, to this guardian or master. And then um, a karpanye or a karpana or a humility. Um, feeling humility generally means to feel oneself low, to bring oneself to down to a lower position. As we'll see. Um, that's particularly effective and it's a particularly striking quality in someone who actually has um, noble character, who actually has a place to lower their self, themselves um, from, but who at the same time don't see themselves in that, in that way. So in his Prapanna Jivanamritam, um, Srila Sridhar Maharaj um, gives a sort of definition uh, of karpanyam or, or uh, dainyam, um, humility. So he says, oh Lord, please protect me. Such an internal sense of heartbreak in the devotees, which causes their remembrance in love in all circumstances of the extension of grace from the unequaled and unexcelled ocean of compassion, Sri Hari, and which characteristically causes them to ever remember their feeling of most lamentable destitution is known by the learned as karpanyam or surrender in humility. So when we, um, you know, when we read examples, uh, many of the verses that are used as examples of humility, and we'll take a look 
um, at a number of them as we go um, through the presentation. There's this, you know, abject sense of um, utter uselessness, um, the vile nature of my character and, and um, things like that. But what we need to remember, and this um, um, idea of humility that we see from Srila Sridhar Maharaj helps us keep in focus the fact that we feel ourselves lowly in front of the Lord. This humility is all in relation to the Lord. Um, as we'll see, humility doesn't mean um, making yourself a doormat. It doesn't mean indiscriminately submitting yourself to any, anyone and everyone you encounter. Um, but it means submitting ourselves wholeheartedly to the Lord. And I really like um, the way uh, Srila Sridhar Maharaj uh, presents this as an internal sense of heartbreak in the devotees. Our hearts are broken by how far we are from Krishna. And this is um, a, a big um, image for, for me. I've been focusing for um, a number of years now on how bhakti is a thing of the heart. As uh, Tripurari Maharaj likes to say, this is not a, 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 a head exercise. Um, this is a heart exercise, and we use our heart um, um, to, uh, we use our head to, uh, to open up our heart, but we also use our heart to um, bring our head to the ground um, at the feet of the Lord and, and his um, devotees. And this is um, a very uncharacter, this is, a, this is really a counter, kind of a countercultural thing. Um, especially um, in the, in the uh, days we live in now, this is uh, in in some in some ways this is the age of the selfie. Um, uh, you almost can't log on to Facebook, and I don't have any other social media accounts, whatever they are, Twitter, Instagram, or any of those things. Um, the only one I have is Facebook, and that uh, was under protest. Um, after considerable badgering by a friend of mine, um, who then later got off Facebook. Uh, so um, we, we practically can't log on to social, social media without seeing a selfie by someone. And, you know, it's um, I, sometimes it's look how pretty I am. Sometimes it's they got this duck face kissy kissy thing going on. Um, and this is really all about me. People spend uh, so much time on social media. Um, and uh, along with the selfie, there's this uh, 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 strong tendency for self-promotion that we see um, among even ordinary um, people, not necessarily, you know, people with some talent, but uh, and this is something that's, and, and, and it's probably just one of my neuroses, um, but this whole, the, you know, the tendency for self-promotion just completely mystifies me because um, I, I simply can't do it. I've had a couple of projects that have required me to um, um, put myself out 
um, in, in front of people and I haven't been able to, to bring myself to do it. Um, and I need to, I need to get over that somehow. Real humility would uh, make it possible for me to do that because I would understand this is me putting my head at the feet of the Vaishnavas um, in, in service. And so, I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about the heart and how the heart's not just a muscle, it's not just a pump, but it's actually, even physically, even, um, you know, in the body, not, uh, not figuratively, but literally, it's actually the generator of the strongest electromagnetic field in our heart, uh, in our body, um, many, many times stronger than the electromagnetic field generated by the brain. So I've been approaching the heart also as a, an organ of cognition, a way um, of actually perceiving the world. So, you know, um, trying to learn to um, perceive the world through my heart. So I really like this image that Srila Sridhar Maharaj has here, this internal sense of heartbreak in the devotees, which causes their remembrance and love in all circumstances of the extension of the Lord's unequaled and unexcelled ocean of compassion. And so, um, and that helped. So we feel ourselves lowly in front of, uh, in front of the Lord. Um, just as we looked at that um, one verse of Uddhava recently from the third canto of the Bhagavatam, Ahobaki, um, where he's remembering just how, um, how, compassionate the Lord is, that he gave um, a so some, some sort of bhakti, even to someone who approached him uh, in uh, completely steeped in enmity, Putana. Um, and because she was dressed up as a devotee, um, he, he uh, gave her the position of a, of a nursemaid. So who, he says, could we possibly contemplate taking shelter of that would be better than, than this person. And I also think about sometimes, um, you know, we hear a class or, or a kirtan that really, really moves us. And I think of those as breaking my heart, uh, but breaking my heart open um, to receive grace. Um, I remember hearing one of my friend Badahari Prabhu's kirtans a few years ago and I just kept listening to it over and over again. And I realized I, I was addicted to the kirtan because it completely broke my heart open. And, and that, um, you know, that's what we, uh, that's what we want. So um, when we think of karpanyam, we think of, or dainyam, we think of the kind of humility that is the devotee's heartbreak that I, I'm so far from you, just like George Harrison's song, um, I really want to see you, Lord, but it takes so long, my Lord. So I am so, because I'm so far um, from you. Um, so um, this is Srila Sridhar Maharaj's perspective on humility. Now, one of the best, um, uh, uh, clearest examples of humility is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. So this is one of his, um, this, is his this is the second verse of his Shikshastakam. And I also um, included the verse before, the previous verse to introduce it. Um, 
utila vishara donya pada pana shloka, jahar arta shuni sabha jaya dhuka soka. Lamentation and humility awoke within Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he began reciting another of his own verses. By hearing the meaning of that verse, one can forget all unhappiness and lamentation. So this is in, of course, the last chapter, chapter 20 of um, Anjalila of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. And so Krishnadas Kaviraj introduces this verse as an expression of Mahaprabhu's lamentation and humility. And what is the nature of that lamentation? What's the context for that humility? Nam nam akari bahuta nijasarva shaktista tripita niyamita smarane nakalaha. Eta drishitava kripa bhagavan mamapi. Durdaivam idushamahaj ihajani nanuragaha. Now I have three translations here, two from Srila Prabhupada. One, um, the first one is the translation that we see in Prabhupada's introduction to Srimad Bhagavatam. So for many of us, this has like become part of our DNA because we've been. Um, seeing, hearing, reciting this um, translation of um, the Shikshastakam uh, for myself going on, uh, going on 52 years now, 51, 52 years. Um, oh, my Lord, your holy name alone can render all benediction to living beings. And thus you have hundreds and millions of names like Krishna and Govinda. In these transcendental names, you have invested all your transcendental energies. There are not even hard and fast rules for chanting these names. Oh, my Lord, out of kindness, you enable us to easily approach you by chanting your holy names. But I am so unfortunate that I have no attraction for them. So this is the nature of Mahaprabhu's lamentation. I'm so unfortunate that as as magnanimous as the chanting of the holy name is, I don't have access to it because I just don't have, I'm not attached. I don't have um, the uh, requisite faith in, in chanting the holy names that allows me to really immerse myself in this wonderful practice. And then the second is um, from uh, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, the translation from chapter 20. My Lord, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, in your holy name, there is all good fortune for the living entity. Therefore, you have many names like Krishna, uh, such as Krishna and Govinda, by which you expand yourself. You have invested all your potencies in these names, and there are no hard and fast rules for remembering them. Uh, my dear Lord, Although you bestow, bestow such mercy upon the fallen, upon the fallen conditioned souls by liberally teaching your holy names, I am so unfortunate that I commit offenses while chanting the holy name, and therefore I do not achieve attachment for chanting. So, uh, Srila Prabhupada ex includes a little more in here that explains what do you mean you don't have, you've been chanting and chanting, what do you mean you don't have any attachment? And he explains my misfortune, my um, lack of attachment for chanting is due to my offenses. So this is my fault. This is how uh, wretched I am. That even though um, 
I, you've given me um, your holy names, still, I, I, I insist on committing offenses. I persist in, in committing offenses while I chant. So therefore, I'm completely unable to develop any, um, any attachment for that practice. And then the last is from uh, Swami Tripurari's Shikshastakam of Sri Chaitanya. And I remember um, some years ago sending, um, when I sent a, a copy of Shikshastakam of Sri Chaitanya to my older daughter, Krishnamayi, um, she, was, um, she was over the moon um, reading this because because she had in her DNA these two translations, and they were perfect. They were wonderful. They worked for her. Um, but she said she she said uh, she really appreciated seeing a fresh perspective um, on, on these verses, seeing these verses in different language, because it helped her um, see them um, anew uh, once again. Um, it, it opened her heart. So uh, Swami uh, writes, so many names you've manifested and in them invested all your power. There is no hour, no rule to recall them. Oh, Bhagavan, your mercy is so great, but just see my fate, my misfortune. For your name, I have no attraction. A little spoken word poetry here this is so um, wonderful. So so here we see the context for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lamentation. Um, and um, and the, uh, the, the nature of, of his feeling wretched, that here's the most magnanimous um, spiritual practice there is. It can give us Krishna Prema. We see in the, in the first verse, um, seven ways that the jiva benefits by chanting the holy name and then he laments and this is Srila Rupa uh, uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj's uh, Goswami's genius in, in arranging these shikshastakam verses immediately after celebrating um, the um, glories of chanting the holy name um, Mahaprabhu says but I'm so unfortunate that I can't take advantage of that. I um, keep distancing myself from that by the offenses I commit in my chanting. So this is the context for the feelings of wretchedness that um, that uh, you know that the the devotees, the exemplary devotees, who we'll see in in the next few verses, are feeling. This isn't. Um, this isn't a low self, humility doesn't mean low self-esteem. We understand that we're consciousness. We understand that we're eternally related with Krishna. So therefore, we're actually quite, um, as we see in, in, in the beginning of the Bhagavad Gita, amazing in so many ways. But um, our wretchedness is, that somehow or other we're not able to take advantage of something even as magnanimous um, as the chanting of the holy names. So this is from uh, Srila Rupa Goswami's Padyavali. I didn't, um, 
I don't know that I whether I have a digital copy and uh, and um, so I wasn't able to look and see if we could get a more precise attribution. Um, I think this is the 66th um, uh, verse in the Padiavali, which is a collection of of prayers from different places. So this is Padamakaruniko Nabhavat Padaha Padama Socha Tamo Nachamat Padaha. Oh Lord, there's no one more merciful than you who's given us the chanting of so many holy names, and there's no one more deplorable than I am um, because I'm completely incapable of taking um, advantage of that. So we can, can kind of keep in, in, uh, in context, keep in mind that this um, self-perception of our uh, lamentable nature, of our, our wretchedness um, is in context with our um, inability um, to really render service um, to the Lord. Um, this is Prahlad Maharaj praying to Lord Nursingadev. This is um, um, such a, a, a wonderful prayer. Um, he says, uh, my dear Lord of the Vaikuntha planets, where there is no anxiety, my mind is extremely sinful and lusty, being sometimes so-called happy and sometimes so-called distressed. This is our situation in the material world. Even when things are going uh, well for us, um, that's a temporary situation. Um, so uh, sometimes uh, we point out um, following we point out that Krishna describes our whole material situation in, in the Bhagavad Gita in two words. Dhuka, we generally think of it as suffering or misery, but it can also just mean inconvenience. It means things aren't going quite the way we would like them to. Um, and, and even when they are going well, well, it's not going to last. The Shashvatam. So how do you like it now? The better things are, the more distressed we become when when uh, the winds change um, and uh, we find ourselves um, in distress. So our lamentation there is even uh, deeper. Uh, my mind, he says, is full of lamentation and fear and it always seeks more and more money. This is yeah. Prahlad acknowledging his birth into a demoniac family. Um, Oh, I forgot to mute all. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that the devotees will keep themselves muted. Um, so he's acknowledging his poor birth, being, having been born in, in uh, the family of Daityas, not just, not just a family of Daityas, but Daityaraj, uh, Hiranyakashipu. Um, so he says, my mind is full of lamentation and fear, and it's always seeking more money. Thus, it has become most polluted and is never satisfied in topics concerning you. I can't rest my mind in Harikata because I'm always agitated. I'm always looking for an angle for myself. How is this going to benefit me? I'm therefore most fallen and poor in such a status of life how shall I be able to discuss your activity? So he's been asked by the devatas, 
to pray to Lord Nursingadev to pacify him. And he's thinking, how could I do this? I'm a demon. So this is um, the natural humility um, of, of a noble, such a noble soul as Prahlad Maharaj. Um, this is Ajamila. Ajamila also finds his situation lamentable. As we know, he was born in a nice, nice Brahmin family and um, his consciousness became polluted um, by um, exposure, to, exposure to some lewd behavior um, in public. And uh, he found himself um, drawn to um, ultimately to a life of, of uh, terrible, terrible sinfulness. So he's lamenting, I am a shameless cheater who has killed his Brahminical culture. Indeed, I'm sin personified. Where am I? Where am I in compare? Where am I in comparison to the all auspicious chanting of the holy name of Lord Narayan? Now, there are plenty of verses that I could have chosen um, to illustrate the, uh, the humility of the devotees, but um, I'm, I want to make a particular point with this presentation, and that is the context of the, uh, of our lamentation, uh, the context of our self-perception as wretched. There is a reason for it. Somehow or other, we've turned our back on our own self-interest. So here's Ajamila, having turned his back on his, um, on his very noble upbringing and um, made his life um, a hell actually, not just for himself, but for everyone around him. And at the end of his life, accidentally, he chants the Lord's name, because it's the name of his youngest son to whom he's very attached. And uh, he feels his life ebbing away, so he's calling out to his greatest attachment. Just as Shamananda Prabhu pointed out that when Arjuna asked um, Krishna to uh, pull the chariot up, um, uh, uh, in front of the opposing army so that he could see what his business was, uh, Krishna pulled the, that, that chariot, Arjuna's chariot up right in, in front of uh, those to whom he was most attached, his teacher Dronacharya and his great uncle uh, uh, Bhishma, who was like, a, he was a grandfather to the, to the, to the whole family. Um, so, um, you know, this is you know, his, this is uh, Adhamila's lamentable situation. I had a nice birth. I had a good opportunity to make all kinds of, of progress, auspicious progress, and I've completely ruined it. And uh, uh, and here I am, at, you know, at, at, as Srila Prabhupada often called it, the fag end of my life. And, and I, you know, and I can't see my son, my darling son. So he's calling for his son, who he has... Um, uh, named Narayan. Um, and uh, so then when the Yamadutas has come to collect him because of all the sinful activities he's engaged in over his life, the Vishnu Dutas stop them and say, no, wait, this fellow is chanting the name of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He's not fit to be punished in the court of Yamaraj. There's, everything's taken care of just by his chanting of the holy name. Um, so, Srila Prabhupada explains in his purport, he says, 
those engaged in broadcasting the holy name of Narayana Krishna through the Krishna consciousness movement should always consider what our position was before we came and what it is now. So he's um, calling us to uh, keep in mind uh, where we came from, what our situation was before we um, found ourselves in the association of devotees, especially his disciples. Um, uh, you know, I mean, we thought we were pretty cool, but in, in, in many ways, uh, you know, we were, each of us was uh, just a, a mess. Um, and, and when we, and when we were uh, confronted with the relief we, we felt um, when we were in the company of devotees, hearing Harikata, hearing and chanting the holy names, then that's a, um, that we can appreciate that if we you know, can reflect on that. Said we had fallen into abom abominable lives as meat eaters, drunkards, and woman hunters who performed all kinds of sinful activities. But now we have been given the opportunity to chant the Hare Krishna mantra. I very much appreciate here how Srila Prabhupada says we. This is, a, I think, an important rhetorical um, tool um, for devotees to use when we discuss our situation with others. Rather than you, yet you have fallen into abominable lives as meat eaters, drunkards, and woman hunters. I'm sure the Prabhupada says we. So it's, I think it's really good if a speaker or writer can actually identify with his or her audience. Hmm. Therefore, we should always appreciate this opportunity. By the grace of the Lord, we're opening many branches and we should use this good fortune to chant the holy name of the Lord and serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead directly. Uh, we must be conscious of the difference between our present and past conditions and always be very careful not to fall from the most exalted life. So this is Srila Prabhupada using this opportunity to exhort his um, disciples to uh, be careful not to fall into offensive chanting and find ourselves in the lamentable position of being unable to take advantage um, of the opportunity um, which has found us. It's not so much that we've found that we've found the, this opportunity, but the, the holy name has found us. Okay, for some reason it's not working. Um, this is Sudama Vipra, Sudama Brahmana, Krishna's uh, uh, Guru Kula friend, Sudama. Um, uh, again, in front of Krishna. And he says, Kvaham Daridra Papi and Kva Krishna Shini Ketana, Brahmabanduri Tismaham Bahu Pyam Parirambhitaha. Who am I? A sinful, poor friend of a Brahmana. And who is Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, full in six opulence? He's Shini Ketana. He's the resting place, the residence of, of all opulences and therefore the reservoir of all. Nonetheless, he has embraced me with his two arms. So he's feeling himself very lowly um, uh, because this is the, the natural situation uh, um, of a devotee, particularly in the presence of the Lord. We feel the gulf of difference 
between ourselves and the Lord. I remember um, the first time I saw Srila Prabhupada in person, and this was August of 1970, when he uh, came to Honolulu. He was just here um, overnight. He spoke at the temple uh, in front of quite a, a large crowd, actually. Somehow or other, we drew 250 or 300 people to our little temple near the University of Hawaii. And people were in the halls, on the stairs, filling up the basement out in the front yard, out on the front porch, leaning, leaning their heads in the windows, listening to Srila Prabhupada. But when he arrived at the airport, um, he, uh, we, we arranged uh, uh, us, you know, to receive him in the, uh, uh, the lobby um, of the airport, the arrivals lobby. Um, and um, there was a, a brief press conference. But before that, all the devotees um, came forward to offer Srila Prabhupada a lay or garland of flowers. And for some reason, and the perception I had at the time was that just being actually being in his presence, I guess being able to feel his heart, I was uh, starkly aware of the gulf of difference between my consciousness and his. So every time someone finished offering a lay or a garland to Srila Prabhupada, um, I hesitated for a moment and someone else stepped forward and offered a garland. And there were about, well, there were probably about 35 or somewhere between 35 and 40 devotees. There were 50 or 60 uh, people greeting Srila Prabhupada at the airport. And so I ended up being the last one. And, and I felt it was because uh, that I felt this gulf of difference between Srila Prabhupada's consciousness and mine. And um, I just was very hesitant to, to approach him. It just felt really awkward. But then eventually I had to because there was no one else. And that would have been even more awkward. Um, so I offered him his garland and I went to bow down. And I found myself unexpectedly so overwhelmed with uh, emotion that I couldn't say the prayers. Um, uh, I, I was so choked up. Um, I uh, had a hard time even breathing. And it took me quite a while to get those prayers out. So this is how Sudama's feeling. He's his friend, um, his old school buddy, but still he's aware of his um, position as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the, uh, um, the origin of all the opulences, the resting place of, of, of Sri. Um, so and still he's embraced me to with his two arms. This is so this has got to be completely overwhelming. Hmm. This is Lord Brahma. I mean, who could be more exalted than Brahma? But after being, in a sense, humiliated by Krishna, he thought he would uh, pull up like an April Fool's prank on Krishna, um, steal his cows and calves to kind of test to see what kind of uh, big shot uh, kid this was. And he came back to check after a moment. And there's, you know, after uh, uh, hiding the, the cowherd boys and the calves in a, um, in a cave, 
he came back to to see the fun and there's krishna playing with his friends and uh, surrounded by all the calves and lord brahma's mind it just kind of implodes and he's not sure what to make of it and then and then all the cowherd boys and calves turn into four-armed vishnu forms and and brahma is just you know he's just had it he's losing it he did so these are his prayers um and this is him lamenting this is the um, original uh, being in the universe uh, the uh in a sense you know the one of the most powerful um, beings in any in any particular um, material universe lamenting his fallen um, state. He says, Tarastumenatas Sabhuri Bhago Bhavetra Vanyatra Tuvati Rascham Yenahameko Pibavajananam Utvani Seve Tavapada Pallavam. This is anyway, my dear Lord, I therefore pray to be so fortunate that in this life as Lord Brahma or in another life, wherever I take my birth, I may be counted as one of your devotees. I pray that wherever I may be, even among the animal species, um, I can engage in devotional service to your lotus feet. He's feeling himself so far outside the um, circle of devotees that he's hoping that even if his next life is an animal's life, still um, somehow he can be engaged in Krishna's service. So again, the um, lamentable state is in relation to the Lord. This is Jamuna Acharya. Uh, I've included a few prayers of Jamunachari in several of these presentations. I have two here, one now and then one in a couple of minutes. So this is Jamunacharya. Some of the some of the verses, uh, I think, in this section of Prapanna Jivanamritam, there are probably three, four, maybe even five verses by Jamunacharya, and but this one. Um, this was, I think, one of them that showed his feeling of uh, wretchedness, but um, how that's in relation to the Lord. So he says, uncultured, mean, fickle-minded, envious, ungrateful, proud, subservient to lust, deceitful, hard-hearted, and sinful am I. Oh, Lord, how will I ever be able to cross this insurmountable ocean of misery and attain to the service of your lotus feet? So again, his, he's seeing his lamentable situation as being his distance from um, any situation where he might be able to serve the Lord's lotus feet um, because of his uh, poor character. We'll see um, that same wretchedness, but with a spark of hope um, in, in a, a couple more uh, verses. Hmm. Uh, and then this is again, this is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, this is um, in early in the Madhya Leela, just after Mahaprabhu has taken sannyas. He is um, sharing his feeling of humility, his feeling of wretchedness um, in the company of, of the other devotees. He says, Srila Prabhupada cites this verse 
a, a number of times in his lectures. He says, Naprema gantosti darapi me harau, grandami saubhagya bharam prakashitam, vangshi vilasananya lokanam vina, vibharmi yat prana patanga kam brita. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, my friends, I have not the slightest tinge of love of Godhead within my heart. Naprema gandhosti darapi mehara. Sometimes Srila Prabhupada said, there is not a scent of love for Krishna in my heart. Um, I often, when I'm talking about this, I often use the word whiff, not, the, not even the hint of a scent um, um, of love of God in my heart. When you see me crying in separation, I'm just falsely exhibiting a demonstration of my great fortune. I'm just making a show. I'm big, big devotee. Indeed, not seeing the beautiful face of Krishna playing his flute, I continue to live my life as an insect without purpose. Well, so what he's saying is, if I had even that whiff of, um, of love of Godhead, you know, whiff Kali Yuga Pavana? Tinge, a little suggestion of a scent. Um, if I had even that, I wouldn't be able to maintain this body away from Krishna because there would be no purpose to my life. So again, the humility is in relationship to Krishna. And so here, Lord Chaitanya is saying, oh, um, uh, the uh, show you see of separation, that is a kind of performative thing. This is me uh, acting like I'm a big devotee. And so we um, come to Thomas Merton, who tells us humility is a virtue. It's not a neurosis. So it's not low self-esteem. It's not, uh, and it's not some performative thing, as he says in his quotation, uh, in this quotation from this fellow, uh, John Dixon, uh, this is a book called Humilitas, A Lost Key to Life, Love, and Leadership. And it's published by Zondervan. So I, uh, I think it's a somewhat um, Christian perspective, but it's actually, he presents some pretty uh, wonderful, wonderful and broad perspectives on humility, including this one. He says, it's not an ornament to be worn. It's an ideal that will transform. It's this sense of, of our the actual lamentable state, um, uh, the actual lamentable nature of our state um, that actually breaks open our heart as we see uh, at the beginning in Srila Sridhar Maharaj's um, definition of humility. And, and it's not something performative. Oh, Prabhu, I am the most fallen. And there's a story we've been hearing forever that one devotee approached Srila Prabhupada said, and Prabhupada, I am the most fallen in Prabhupada said, you're not the most anything. So it's not this kind of performative thing either that so many devotees, we, that we find ourselves um, sometimes tempted to enact, but uh, we find ourselves subjected to um, uh, so frequently. People um, acting humble. We know, we know how we're supposed to sound when we're humble. It's a real virtue. It's not a neurosis and it's not um, an act. 
And then again, we have Merton um, presenting humility in relation to the Lord and our um, inability, our lamentability, our wretchedness as being our inability to appreciate that. He says, I cannot be humble unless I first know that I am good and know that what is good in me is not my own. Um, I saw this yesterday in, in a, a, an older post of Padmanabha Maharaj's that he shared as a memory on Facebook, one of his Spanish posts. And uh, I had to uh, search around uh, a little bit for this. He actually gave a hint. Um, it's from No Man is an Island. So um, um, I ended up having to buy a Kindle version of No Man is an Island, which is one of the Merton books I don't have. And so that I could find um, this quote um, as Merton wrote it. I cannot be humble unless I first know that I'm good and know that what is good in me is not my own. So this, this uh, humility comes from uh, an acknowledgement of the, um, the potential in us that, uh, uh, to, to love God, but to know that that uh, is a gift, that that potential to love God is actually a gift, that bhakti is, uh, uh, in our words, is a gift. And then he says, and to know how, and knowing how easy it is for me to substitute an, and substitute an evil of my own choice for the good that is God's gift to me. So I, this is just such a, um, struck me as such a, um, so close to the kind of bhakti that we learn. This is one of the reasons that um, so many of us are so uh, drawn uh, to Thomas Merton's writing. There, there are a few um, Christian, con especially contemporary Christian writers, but also some old ones like um, um, St. John of the Cross, uh, Spanish Saint, uh, uh, Saint uh, Teresa of Avila, another uh, Spanish Saint, both great mystics. And more recently, uh, Saint Therese of, of Lisieux, um, uh, who've written um, uh, so many wonderful things showing showing us how something very close to the bhakti that we recognize is present in Christianity. We see this in, in some Sufi, many Sufi writers as well. Um, so this is a gift. This is Merton acknowledging. So this is um, showing that this is the noble uh, understanding the uh, lamentability of our situation because of our distance from service to God. And, and then again, Sri Jamuna Acharya. Srila Sridhar Maharaj characterizes this as the realization of feeling ourselves to be situated on the outer limit of the unlimitedly merciful Lord's mercy. So somehow or other, we're, we're like at the edge of the universe of the Lord's mercy. This is the distance of ourselves from the Lord. And he says, um, oh Lord, I was drowning in the fathomless, endless ocean of material existence. And now after a measurable time, I've reached the shore, your divine self. And you have also uh, finally obtained the most fit recipient for your mercy. You're the kind to the most fallen. 
now you've found me. And, and, and somehow I've found you. So here there's that spark of hope. He's feeling himself very wretched, but that he, now I, my prospect has actually uh, presented itself to me. I can see that um, I may someday be able to attain you from out here on the outer limits um, um, of, uh, of your mercy. And then again, we have Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And this is um, uh, from the sixth chapter of, of the Antilila, rather than the 20th. Uh, well, the, um, the introduction is, um, no, I'm sorry. This is from the 20th chapter. Uh, and then I, in, um, oh, then I include something from, from the sixth chapter where Mahaprabhu is uh, instructing Raghunath Das Goswami. So Mahaprabhu says, Jai Rupe Loile Nam Prema Upajoy, Tanhar Lakshana Shuna Swarup Ramaroy. So he's telling Swarup Damodar and Ramananda Roy, please hear for me the symptoms of how one should chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra to awaken very easily our dormant love for Krishna. Trinadapi suni chena tarodeva sahishnuna amanina manadena kirtaniya sadahari. Constantly and with this uh, mentality, thinking ourselves lower than the grass, more tolerant than a tree, not at all expecting any personal honor, but always ready um, to give all respect to others. This is in this state of mind, we can easily always chant the holy name of the Lord. And then he says, these are the symptoms. Uh, he says, Uttamahoy anapake, mane turnadham, um, dui prakare sahishnu to kore vrikshasam. He says, although this, this, these, this is, these are the symptoms we see in those who are really chanting the holy name or those who are being chanted by the, the holy name, those whose tongues are being played by the holy name. Although they're very exalted, um, they think themselves uh, adhama. They think themselves as very low, like the grass on the ground. And then like a tree, they um, tolerate um, everything. And we um, see so many wonderful descriptions of the trees in the Shastras. So this is our real prospect. And this is the mentality with which we can attain um, uh, uh, with which we can attain the fruits of chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, how we can actually avoid um, offensive chanting so that uh, our situation may become less lamentable. So I think what I have next is, oh, then um, I wanted to bring this back to the um, Swarupa Lakshana, uh, if you like, of, um, of Sharanagati. I wanted to remind us, Srila Sridhar Maharaj uh, explains how um, Gopchitve Varanam, this accepting the Lord as our um, guardian in all circumstances, 
putting putting ourselves under the care of the Lord's guardianship, in which we have um, complete confidence, of course, um, how this is the uh, core um, um, characteristic of Shadanagati, of this path of taking shelter of the Lord. So he, he says, um, uh, oh, Krishna, please protect me. My dear Lord, kindly accept me as your own. Such a prayer, as well as the prayer to obtain Sri Krishna as one's Lord and Master, is the supreme solace to the hearts of, of the pure devotees and is known by them as Goptratve Varanam, embracing the Lord's guardianship, because it expresses one and the same ideal as unconditional surrender. Goptratve Varanam is accepted as the chief of the six limbs of surrender. And then Instead, um, because this was where I wanted to go with this, what I wanted to do with this um, Anga of Sharanagati, to show how the sense of wretchedness is always in relation to the Lord. And there is in the background this hope that we may be able to take advantage of what actually gives us access to the Lord's service. Instead of sharing one of Bhaktivinoda Thakur's a, a wonderful songs of humility from his Sharanagati songbook. I wanted to share the very last song that somehow included in that. Um, sometimes I'm, I tend to think of it as a sort of epilogue um, to the uh, Sharanagati, but it's a Nama Mahatmya. The very last, he has some songs of um, uh, longing for the Lord um, after the songs of Sharanagati, which shows our prospect. And then he has the entire thing laid out in this wonderful song in eight verses. Um, if I were a little bolder and it weren't so late, I would sing, the, I would attempt to sing the Bengali. Um, but this is what Bhaktivinoda Thakur says. How much power, Krishna Nam Tari how much power does Krishna's name possess? This is Vishaya Vasanale Morachite Sadajwale Rabi Tapta Marubhumi Sam Karnarandra Patadiya Hridi Maje Pravishya Varishaye Shudhanupam. My heart constantly burns in the fire of mundane desire, like a desert scorched by the blazing sun. The name enters the core of my heart through the gateway of my ears on being transmitted, transmitted to me by Sri Guru and showers incomparable nectar. These translations are from Srila Sridhar Maharaj's illuminations on this, uh, on Sharanagati, um, uh, which has a really wonderful name, something like the gentle moonlight, uh, gentle moonlight on, on Sharanagati or something like that. It's really, really wonderful. And um, because of time, I, I, I was pretty sure I would not be able to include the comments that he makes along the way, but I do want to share this, the translation from this. And then he says, Hridaya hoite bale jivara grete chale, shabda rupe nache anukshan, kantamora bhange swara, ange kape tanatara, stira hoite napare charan. Forcefully, the name moves from my heart to the tip of my tongue and continually dances there in the form of sound. My voice falters in my throat, my body trembles violently, and my legs become unable to remain steady. 
chukshe dara dehi gharma pulakita sabacharma bivarna hoila kalibar murchita hoila mana um pralayera agamana Parla, pralaya this is the so the, here he's describing the ashta sattvika bhavas these involuntary uh, symptoms of ecstasy that take over the body of one in bhava um murchita hoila mana pralayera agamana bhave sarvadeha jaraja tears stream from my eyes perspiration soaks my body my hair stands on end my complexion turns pale my mind becomes dazed and and a death-like state over takes me and my entire body becomes stunned with emotion koreta upadrava chite varshe shuddha drava moradare premera sagare kichu na bhujite dilo morita vatula vat morita vatula koilo morachite vitta savahore Although making such a severe disturbance externally in my body, Krishna's name showers nectar on my heart and submerges me in an ocean of prema. Krishna's name has prevented me from understanding anything, made me a madman, stolen my heart and my wealth. Loina shaya jarahena vyavaharatara varnite na pari esokal Krishna nama ichamaya Jahe jahe sukihoy, say more suker, say more suker sambal. Such is the behavior of the name of whom I've taken shelter. I'm not able to describe all this. Howsoever Krishna's whimsical name becomes pleased, that is my means of happiness, the basis of my endeavor to serve him. And then this song gets really interesting because our prospect, our prospect becomes progressively manifest here in the song. Premer kolika nam adbhuta raser dhamma hena balakoraye prakash ishat vikasipuna dehai nijarupa guna chittahori chittahori loy krishna pas. As the bud, as a bud of the flower of prema, the abode of wondrous rasa manifests such power just as a bud it, what kind of power upon blossoming slightly further the name shows me his personal form and qualities steals my heart and takes me to krishna's side sometimes this is read as shows me my form and qualities steals my heart and takes me to krishna's side and I think that's how it's given in um, uh, Triparari Maharaj's Bhagavad Gita. It's a feeling in philosophy. Um, this is in the um, his commentary on the tenth verse of the twelfth chapter, um, and um, he uh, quotes us uh, these lines from this song: "Ishad vikashipuna dekai nijarupaguna." Chittahori Loy Krishna Pashi says, there he says, the name shows me my personal form and qualities, steals my heart and takes me to Krishna's side. So these things are revealed to us by the holy name. These, the, our Ekarasha Bhava, as it's sometimes given in, in some Parivars, um, um, that the, the holy name, once we actually attain perfection in our chanting of the holy name, then the name shows us who we are. 
shows us um, our form, our name, our qualities, uh, steals our hearts, takes us to Krishna's side. And then, Purna Vikashita Hoya, Raja Mora Jaya Loya, Dekai More Swarupa Vilas, More Siddha Deya Diya, Krishna Pase Rake Giya, E Dehera Korda Sorvanash. It says, on full, fully blossoming, blossoming, the name takes me to Braja and shows me his divine pastimes. He gives me an eternal body, keeps me by Krishna's side, and completely destroys this material body. In other words, grants me the supreme perfection. So everything is there in the name. Nothing's wanting, nothing's missing. And then he says, Krishna nama chintamani akila rasayarakani nitya mukta shuddha rasamoy namer balai jata sabaloi hoi hata tabimora sukerudai. This is Bhaktivinoda Thakur's Bengali um, paraphrasing of the famous nama chintamani Krishna's Chaitanya Rasavigraha verse. Krishna's name is the fulfiller of all one's desires. He is a mine of all rasas or a reservoir of all rasas, a mine. You can go there down deep into the holy name and you can find all the rasas there. He is eternally liberated and an embodiment of spiritual rasa. If I die removing all offenses to the name from the hearts of the souls, I can be happy. So um, that is um, our presentation on Sharanagati. And, um, and, and when discussing humility, I wanted to keep it in the context of mm, understanding our, our low situation with relation to the Lord and the chanting of the holy name, and that our prospect, our complete prospect lies um, solely in the chanting of the holy name. Um, so this humility is a virtue, as Merton says, not a neurosis. It's actually a celebration that um, just like that Brahmana, uh, the one devotee who uh, was sent away, Lord Chaitanya sent away, and, um, and uh, when he wanted to hear word from the Lord, you know, does his Lord, someone asked him, what about so-and-so? And he says, I don't want to see his face for a million lifetimes. So they went back and told him, and he was dancing in ecstasy, a million, only a million lifetimes. I will attain the Lord's lotus feet. I will get his darshan again in a million lifetimes. And when they came back and the Lord asked them, so how did he respond? He said, oh, he was dancing in ecstasy, thinking, exclaiming, oh, only a million lifetimes, then I get the Lord's darshan again. And the Lord said, bring him here right now. I got to see this guy. And of course, probably gave him one of those big embraces. So um, being painfully over time, I will stop here and see if there's any discussion that um, uh, that we need to have right away. Otherwise, we can do it in um, Tattva Vivek. And I will try to remember to go there when I visit Facebook. Oh, I'm so happy you do, Kanaram. I would be disappointed if you didn't. So, my and 
my personal thing here lately is a, a sort of waver back and forth. I think that maybe some, this may be a phenomenon for others as well. So there are times when I feel like some humility, and then I go back and forth, like between my my pride, where I feel very proud. Oh, I'm I don't know, like I'm good for whatever imagined reason, and then. Uh, something happens, something big or something small, and I think, oh, I'm quite conceited and just see, like, I, I'm no good at anything or whatever. But I, I think that I think that there's a lot of vacillation or oscillation between the two where I'm at now. Can you comment on that and how that relates to a progressive sense of humility? Uh, yeah, we saw that in, in that one prayer that I chose from Prahlad's prayers to Lord Nrsinghadev. I think I chose it because Srila Sridhar Maharaj had chosen. I think I probably got that one from Prapanna Jivanamritam. And, and that is our situation. Um, we, do, we, too, we, we, we often tend to vacillate between, um, well, as he says, being happy and being unhappy, being proud and, and, um, and feeling beaten down uh, by the world. Uh, because sometimes things go well and sometimes things sometimes things don't, and sometimes we may feel our distance um, from the Lord's service proper, um, and and at other times we may feel some pride that oh somehow or other I've got the association of all these wonderful devotees, um, so uh, I'm I'm very fortunate I'm a very fortunate soul. And then other times we may realize what a lousy job we're doing of taking advantage of that wonderful association. So this uh, this is a you know and this is this this is typical, um, particularly uh, I think of the stage of anartan nivriti that that uh, sometimes we feel up and sometimes down. So um, something. You know, and sometimes we feel encouraged and sometimes we feel discouraged, right? So that's uh, in, uh, in um, uh, Vishnu uh, Chakravarti Thakur's terms, that's bhava, uh, you know, ganatarala, right? Running hot and cold, running fast and slow. Um, so um, that's, you know, that's, uh, we should take, um, I, I like to see these, when we when we talk about um, the different stages of bhakti, and we talk about the the um, uh, different as uh, um, uh, what do you call them symptoms of anartanivriti, uh, these should be encouraging things. We should see that oh okay, this is what I'm going. Oh, I think I'm going somewhere. Oh, that's good. So maybe that fact that I recognize that means that maybe I am entering somewhere into the realm of anartha nivritti and, and i'm becoming aware of, of the false values that uh, get in the way of my progress and if i'm able to pay attention to them then i can actually uh, learn how you know gradually learn in the association of devotees how to avoid them one devotee asked us in, when we were i was down in madhavan some years ago and we were talking about this and one of the devotees said oh Marsh, so how do we avoid these things and I looked at him and I said, I asked, can you ask that question again? He says, how do we avoid these things? And I said, we don't. We, we move 
through them. Um, and that's why Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur has kindly taken the, the trouble to point out and detail how these things appear in our lives so that we can recognize where we are and um, respond accordingly. And in that way, ensure our progress. And we should feel encouraged by that. That Oh, cool. Um, I, I'm, I'm at a Nartanavritti. So, you know, this is something to celebrate that we're able to recognize um, our... Um, the, the vacillating nature um, of, of our situation in the world and and even um, our sometimes our commitment to our practice. Does that help at all? Yes, very much. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I'm at. Uh, I think I got I think I got a Maduria Kadambani not long ago, so I'll take that as my homework also. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's such a nice book. Such a nice book. Anything else quickly before I let everyone go? Some of you have been on for two and a half hours. And uh, that's really something. I'm impressed by that. Oh, is this Sham Saki who we're seeing? Our anonymous 828 number? Haribo Saki. Okay, so if there are no further reflections or comments or questions or anything, um, we can adjourn. But first, I guess I have to unmove all these different moving parts, stop the recording, stop the streaming, etc. So thank you all so much. This has been a, a real boon to me, um, being, being able to focus uh, like this in a, in a, a more concentrated manner on Shadanagati and um, this is also Padmanabha Maharaj's kindness to me to uh, a way of prodding me uh, into action um, in, in, into actually getting to work on a project that I've been thinking about and talking about for uh, far too long long enough lo uh, long enough that that he's been aware of it for some while so um, thank you all so much for your kindness. And um, I hope to see you in more of these classes next month. Agni Dave on Tuesdays. Shri Hari Nam Sankirtan Ki Jai. So, Sharanagati Ki Jai. Shri Chaitanya Sangha Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai. Thank you all so much. Sri Pad Bhakti Abhayashra Maharaj Ki Jai. Uh,